Hello everybody! Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Clemps. Today we're joined by by that little gremlin you all know and love. It is Angriest Pat. Why don't you say hello, my friend? Oh, don't do I that! I forsake your coffee uh, and go for the energy drinks. You ca I, I, I thought you were like, I thought you were doing slopping noises in like, You know, it's somebody like masticates. No, it was the crinkle of a can. Like it was like the pop of a can opening. So, okay, well now I know. Now I know. I was very confused, and I was also like, oh, he can't be doing that. I hate, no. I hate, oh, I hate that when people like like that. I like to chew directly into the microphone to make people uncomfortable. Oh, you're it a makes villain. Makes me so happy. <laughs> you're a villain. <laughs> yeah, maybe on occasion. Mm, that's true. Uh, so, how have you been, uh, by the way, my friend? I'm kind of sleepy lately. Honestly, we were talking yesterday, and both of us are just like kind of lazy, sleepy, just. Blah. Yeah, we were kind of passed out last night because um, we were going to record it yesterday, but then we were like, "Hey, do you want to yeah. record the show?" And it was like. Man, you know what? I I think we're both gonna have to pass on it. We I were just. Mean, what if we just didn't? Yeah. What if we just? What if we just had a chat, without without oh, having the man. you what know the we, kind of the, oh. oh man, it was it was one of those moods. And uh, right, I I did the unfortunate mistake of eating a whole bunch of food before the podcast. So I'm having that that really nice. My body is digesting everything, and it wants to go to sleep. Moment. That's so, good. Use it. Oh my god, but it's, it's, it, this is like maximum. Mean Wolves massively fucked up the other day by uh, the last podcast we recorded. And by oh, yeah. we, I mean Wooly massively fucked up. Oh, by yeah. having every energy drink in the house, oh. all to himself. How many did he have? One. But I had brought it there to his house earlier in the week to save for myself. Um, and he he drank it, and so we had a a fucking situation where I showed up and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna die! Thank God I have this energy drink in oh. his. Oh no! Oh gee. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I think the uh, the one time I I got properly into energy drinks was was when I actually went to go and visit you, and and I I was having like an energy drink every day and then i went back home and i was like i'm tired all the time i need to go and buy myself a red bull and after a while i became too dependent on it and i was like damn you patrick <laughs> yeah so you yeah oh, so that was that was no good like getting getting mm, off that, that delicious a... taurine oh i i don't know like sometimes i have moments where i can go a whole few months without needing an energy drink and then i have that stupid moment where I'm like, God, I'm really tired today, and I feel like nothing's waking me up. I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go down to the shops and get myself a delicious RB. And then it's, uh, it turns out to be the worst mistake ever, because I get massive migraines, and I end up having super bad body twitches. It's no fun. I have some advice for you, sir. Mmm? Just drink them every day. <laughs> I can't do that, Pat. I can't. Why? Is it because you're too weak? It's because I'm a I'm a weak beta pussy, dude. Oh, damn. I drink like... Not again. again. No, not again. I drink like a couple of Red Bulls and my anxiety spikes super hard. Like, I I, I had to cut out coffee because of that. Um, I, I, but that's I'm, the name of the podcast. I, I know. I'm, no, have I just outed myself? Oh, what should we like call it? Like, for me, uh, I have the opposite thing where it's like, 
I, if I forget for a couple days, I just like I'll t- have a really couple good nights sleeps and then be back to normal. But mm. like I, lo- I drink them for the taste, man. <laughs> you see, I said I that need, I need the taste. I said that to somebody, and they thought I was uh, they thought I was lying. But no, it's man. it's the kind of it's like beer. Like a lot of people don't like the taste of beer, but there's some people drink it for the taste. And I've got to admit, there's something about the bitterness of an energy drink. It just it it's medicine-y mm, after it's, flavor. It is it's quite nice. And uh I don't even like the energy boost it gives me. I wish I wish there could be a caffeine free energy drink with the energy drink flavor. Honestly. Cause yeah, I but you can I, taste the caffeine. Uh no, I don't know. Ca- caffeine's been like a it's been the bane of my life for so many years now. So when I when I eventually started cutting it out, I did the stupid thing of um cutting it out cold turkey. Don't, no. Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. Don't do that. Don't ever do that. If 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 you're listening and you're thinking about cutting out caffeine, don't don't be dummy like me. Um like it was we, we all like to make funny jokes about haha caffeine addiction, except that caffeine addiction is super real. Mm-hmm. It's super real. I had and the worst headaches. Hell yeah, you did. I was, I was, my my hands were shaking. I wanted to puke, and the second I made myself a, a tasty cup of tea, you know, all of a sudden the pain in my head started to subside, and I was like, oh no, is this is this what is this what they mean? That's what EastEnders is for. <laughs> Hang on, what do you know about EastEnders? <laughs> I know that after EastEnders, you got to make a pot of tea. Doom, 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 That classic thing. So I remember theme. there was this ancient, um, what do you call it? This ancient, like, little, oh, factoid. It's about the UK, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> right. And it was, did you know that the UK power grid always, like, nearly explodes at the same time every day? Because people watch EastEnders... And then they fucking put the pot of tea on, and it represents this like fifteen whatever percent just spike in energy from almost every home in the entire country. So I actually uh, didn't have to be they the guys at the the power transmission are like sitting there watching for when the credits turn on, and when the credits turn on, they like borrow energy from France and just like shunt it into the UK power grid. You see, I'm I'm picturing it like Chernobyl right now, where like there you got all the blokes around, and then they press one wrong button, and all of England turns into a giant reactor core. It's totally fine, guys. What are you talking about? Get him to the infirmary. He's, 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 have you seen that, by the way? Have you seen? The, I have uh, not seen that. Oh, you absolutely have to. So um, I have hmm. been intentionally not watching it because I am a big Chernobyl like buff. Like ah. I love that shit. And right. I I see from other Chernobyl crazy people that oh this part was inaccurate and this part was played up and I, like of course right it, it, but, they they need to make good TV right of course but I I fear that I am the type of person they'll be like that's stupid that doesn't work like that but right and just be a yeah. big downer on myself see I don't know I it's the kind of show where when I watch it um. It brings out the old kind of nuclear fear in me, and I, I love that the uh, the OST is so good. Uh, I think it was it was made by an uh, Icelandic uh, musician, and she got all of the sounds from like an actual nuclear reactor. And um, they are really really creepy, 
and the the show can be quite comical at times, and I don't think it means to be, which is why all the memes were popping up. Like the I got mm-hmm. on it, the Chernobyl memes kind of brought me brought me life, um, and I'm really sad I didn't get to experience them as the show was happening. Um, but they they have some characters in there who are comically villainous. Like yeah, the, yeah there's one bit near the end of a show. So spoiler let me, alert. Let me ask sh- you. Sorry, go on. But before you before you say it, I just want to ask: Is one of those guys the guy who keeps saying it's totally fine Correct. when like this thing is on fire directly behind him? Uh, pretty much. Well, it's it's more of a case of he's he's sitting there with his cigarette and he's like, oh, you're all useless fucking idiots. I know what I'm doing. Press the thing. Ah, health and safety. I remember health and safety. Press the fucking nuclear nuclear button, Timmy. And Timmy's like, I won't do it, sir. It's like, do it. And as soon as like, little Timmy presses it, the, the thing explodes and he's like, what did you do? It's like, what is Jesus Christ, it's so dumb, but it's it's a really really fun show. Um, and I, oh, I, I haven't heard many people describing it as a fun show. Well, no, that's the thing is that it's, it, don't get me wrong, it's like complete nightmare fuel, and uh, you know, seeing the effects of uh, of nuclear like energy directly put into your face is is n- no good. It, it it put me off my delicious, Thanks, Sonic. yeah, it put me off my delicious pizza I was eating. I'll tell you that. Um, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would, huh? Mm, it was no, it was no good. Um, but no, the the show is fun in that they, the scriptwriters knew what they were doing, and it was so like expertly paced. Um, the characters were written well. Apart from the 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 what villainous, what is with that long question mark? Because I feel like the villainous people were written to be too villainous. It, it sounds stupid, but they they were either like um, the, people who were just trying way too hard to cover up the truth, and it was it was like it, incredibly stupid. Where there's there's one bit where they're like um, there are these two guys, and they're saying like uh, we 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 hear you've been spreading rumors about Chernobyl, and we don't like that. No, very dangerous rumors. And then the the camera is in perfect shot where you see just like plumes of smoke coming out of Chernobyl, and I'm just like, and we're like people in hazmat suits walking around. I'm like, yeah, no shit. People are talking about Chernobyl in a Where negative, could like, these rumors be coming from? Yeah, and then like five minutes later, they're like, we're going to send our best man in. And he comes back and he goes, yeah, shit's fucked. And they're like, arrest these gentlemen. And it's like, Jesus Christ. It's so funny, but it's it's still like a really, really good show. And um, didn't, didn't they say it was like one of the best rated HBO shows in like fucking forever? This, I do not know. Yeah, I think... Um, oh. I think they were saying that uh, obviously after Game of Thrones kind of slipped on its own poop, um, a lot of people were like, "Oh, this, this, oh I'm sorry, were you were you a Game of Thrones?" No, advocate? I'm just thinking about how like people are asking me just yesterday, "Hey, how do you feel about D and D skipping out on their San Diego Comic Con panel?" And I'm like, I think they're cowardly but smart. Oh, are these the writers? Yeah, they see, failed I... on their Comic Con panel. They just said, "Ah, oh, no, we're not doing it." We were kind of talking about that yesterday as well in just like a casual chat um, about like the whole Game of Thrones thing and how even though I don't watch Game of Thrones, I'm the kind of person where I will I will tune into a YouTuber talking about it if I really respect mm-hmm. them. Because even though I don't know what happens, I still kind of enjoy to see how 
how the show messed up, I guess. Um, I've got to admit, if I, I think I got up to, like, season four of Game of Thrones when I originally watched it, and I thought it was pretty good. And I dropped it because, I, I guess, um, at one point I just thought it was a little bit too heavy. You know, and I was like, eh, I just kind of want to, just kind of want to have a nice time, really. I don't want to have to, you know, watch this and get incredibly depressed. And then I just kind of dropped it and didn't pick it back up. So now I'm watching this mm-hmm. and I'm like, what have they done to these characters? Oh my god. Is that, has there ever been like a show where you've ever thought that? Where things have just like Battlestar gone... Galactica. Oh my, thank you, oh, as soon as you mentioned that, I feel like every single neuron in my brain just woke up in rage. <laughs> it, it, so I've talked a lot about this on, on my own podcast, where, like, because, and the problem is Wooly hasn't seen it. Okay. Um, but Battlestar Galactica was shocking because it was so fast. Like, and- it went from one of the best shows I've ever watched to garbage. It within when, yeah, what four episodes? Like, like the last four episodes are just like complete trash. The last four episodes, yeah, like like the last, like not the whole last season. It's a definite dip in quality, but like you get to the like when they start answering questions. Oh, it and was every single answer to those questions is the worst answer. It's so bad. Like, I, I mean, to be honest, I don't think there's going to be anybody out there who's desperately you know, wanting to rush and watch Battlestar Galactica now, so I feel like we can probably dip our toes into what they did that was kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so again, if, without context, people are going to be like, what? But essentially, it all boils down to God is great, everybody worship God, isn't God amazing? Look at all the birds and the bees and the, and the, and the trees that he created. Uh, yeah, it just goes hard, like... It's a super serious submarine-esque style sci-fi show that just goes full religion, like, at the finish line. Pretty no much. Reason. And they, they even bring up the fact where there's a character who is resurrected, and you're like, ooh, what's the mystery behind this? How, is it like a wormhole? Is it something like that? Nah, they're just dead-ass an angel. They're an angel, and they were, they were sent back from, from the great beyond, and then they, they disappear into the wind... You mean a robot angel? No, 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 I'm talking about the blonde lady. Yeah, I know. Oh, wait, is she a robo-angel? I don't know. That's my point. Oh. It's because, like, in the early seasons, they were building up that it would be, that that she would be a robot. But then the actress got involved in all that weird cult stuff, apparently. Wait, really? So that's why they had, yeah. Holy shit. Uh, So apparently they had to, like, tone it down, like, her involvement. Oh. She was crazy, um, and uh, just so I invented a term a while ago. Um, uh, we were t- it was in the Eyes of Heaven uh, Let's Play, mm. in which um, there is a, a JoJo character who goes through. I'm not even gonna say what part, but goes through <laughs> the entire story in order to achieve a goal, and they die to achieve that goal. And then the gold ends up not mattering at all, and it's like a single line of dialogue, like it's right. like just, and it is like instantaneous. It it was literally pointless. Yeah. And I termed the 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 phrase arc nullification, Ooh. in which events conspire to so it like it to delete the the arc. Uh huh. Like it as if it never occurred, right? Yeah. 
That happens to like four characters in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, isn't there one character? Especially who... the the fucking XO. I forget his name. Uh... Uh, the ball guy. Uh, he's 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 a he's a bitch. He's he's evil seeming. He has the eye patch. Remember him? Oh God, yeah. The jerk-ass XO? Yeah. Remember when, like, two lines of dialogue just nullify his entire character for five seasons? It has been a hot while since I've, like, watched it. All I remember is that I really liked it until I hated it. Uh, I, I remember the last few episodes vividly, but you're gonna have to remind me what those lines were. <sighs> so, bi- f- big-ass spoilers for Battlestar Galactica. Um, but it tur- he is one of the most violent anti-robot assholes of the entire show. Mm. And is, like, horribly tortured by their hands to the point of losing an eye. And then it's like, oh, yeah, he was just a robot the whole time. And it's like... See, I remember remember that, but... But, like, the robots that tortured him didn't know, but they did. Uh... And and then he just remembers that he was a robot, and he's like, oh, yeah. He kind of gets over it pretty fast, huh? They all get over it really fast. Yeah, it's it <laughs> sucks. It's suck. I I was really disappointed with the ending. Did I, you ever uh, ever read interviews with the the writers as to how that happened? How that no. last season happened? No, they were writing it season by season. Oh. Um. So you know when they said uh, what is it? There's the original. There's like thirteen Cylons or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. So there are thirteen characters on this show that are secretly robots. Oh, boy. Um, they didn't have a list of who those 13 characters were. Oh, for God's sake. They had a list of the first the first one, which is the, the blonde lady. Uh, mm. Helena Skelter. I, I want to say Helena Skelter, but that's not it. Helena Skelter. Uh, Patricia Helfer, is that it? Whatever. Point yeah. is, the blonde lady with the red dress. Okay, she's a robot. She is literally, she talks to you as a robot, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then they had the second one. Which was the big plot twist of the first season, right? Yeah. And I don't think any of them were written at that point. And so every season they'd go, who'd be cool to be, have been a secret robot the whole time? Uh, and then they got to the end of the fourth season and realized they had like five to go. And they had killed off so many characters. Yeah, do you remember when there was that there one were... character who, she, she was like, I forget exactly who she was meant to be. All I remember is that the, the, the episode focused on her a little bit and she's walking through the halls and everything. Then she opens the locker and she's like, oh, hey, fan. She just shoots herself in the head and falls over and the guy's like, oh. <laughs> and it comes out of nowhere. And I'm like, what the fuck? I think it's after they discover what happened to Earth. Yeah. And she, she, just, she just walks through and she's like, oh, hey, bang. And it's like, yeah, it's oh, okay. one of the dead last episodes, and it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, she she leaves the... Sh- and, ugh, I don't know. But long story short, guys, don't watch Battlestar Galactica. Um, no, here's the thing. I think Battlestar Galactica's fucking fantastic. Just be aware that it is going to shit itself with, like... Like, you can see the finish line. You can see it. You see that that's the that's the issue I have with it is that it is good, but the thing is is that the ending completely nullifies all of the good moments. In my opinion, like it's the kind of thing where um, all, all of the the things which happened in the last few episodes, if you were to just watch the series back and you go, oh, is this really what it's all building up to? Do you know what I mean? 
Well, no, because it wasn't building up to anything. It was just being written week to week, season to season. Uh, I guess you're right. Um, Still. <laughs> the, the, the worst part, since we're going to do a, a BSG spoiler cast, it's like 10 years old. Fuck it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the yeah, worst exactly. part of the BSG ending is that whoever wrote it. So the BSG ending involves everybody having to escape the ship and, and touch down and live the rest of their lives on a permanent planet. And it's implied that uh, they run into the Neanderthals there and that they are the precursors to the modern human race. Mm. And, or, or whatever it is. And uh, it's implied that they will, they will mate with these weird monster people who are like primates, essentially. Um, and that uh, there's, you know, there's a guy who's profoundly Irish. There's a, a character uh, that she has a really like stereotypically uh, Chinese last name, et cetera, et cetera, right? And so the idea is that these are the roots of all like cultures and uh, races on the earth, and that's how we spread out and got all these different whatever, right? Right. Um, but the reality of the human history makes it so that like no, what happened was is there was another group of humans in human history, like anthropologically speaking. And uh, Homo sapiens killed all of them. Oh. So all the all like the the modern city you see at the end mm. has nothing to do with BSG. Like all those characters died. Hmm. They all died within like a year. Cool. And that hopeful like religiousy like oh they uplifted to become something like no they they just all died. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Like the, oh the, they didn't understand the 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 context of the type of ending they were writing, and accidentally wrote an ending in which everyone died. It was all just a dream. I don't what know, man. I, I just, you know what? End of the day, I'm still glad that I finally watched a TV show that I sat all the way through. I know it was only five episodes long, but listen, okay? Oh, it's that what? short. It's it's short. It's a mini series. Um, each episode is about an hour long. Um, so, you know, five hours, you can easily marathon that shit. Um, you know, sometimes they condense a team of 20 scientists into one character for brevity's sake, you know, they, they, they condense them all into one character and, uh, just to make it easy. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you can't, first of all, that would be incredibly expensive for casting. Um, you gotta, you gotta make some, some... (sighs) If you want to make an entertaining TV show, unfortunately, sometimes you have to sacrifice, you know, the occasional bit of historical accuracy. Um, Yeah, sure. Yeah, to make it... To make one of the most awful tragedies in humankind entertaining. (laughs) As awful as that sounds, but it's it's true. And um, it it did turn out to be really, really interesting. And um, I'm not sure if... If the, the explanation at the end as to how the reactor core actually blew up is is completely accurate, but I learned things about, you know, uh, about fusion and stuff like that, which I never well, I knew mean, before. I'm not super familiar with the, 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 you know, nuclear physics aspects of it, but the long and short of it for how that thing blew up, I don't know if mm. this is spoilers because it's a historical event, is that the place was staffed with people who didn't know how to turn it off. Pretty much. And, like, just yeah. as simple as that. Mistakes happen, and there was nobody physically there who knew how to turn it off and if you don't turn it off it explodes yeah well i mean in in the show they have like the essentially they have the big red button which is the fail safe on any nuclear reactor i think and 
the turn it off button. Yeah, and what happened is the one guy who was looking over the whole thing was incredibly... Uh, is negligent the right word? Negligent um, is the right word. Yeah, and uh, he was incredibly uh, negligent and was just... Um, he wanted to get a promotion, so he was trying really hard to... Again, this is what the, the show did, so... Um, you know, he, he, he messed around and... He was doing things which definitely shouldn't have been done. And then everyone was like, no, he shouldn't be doing that. And he's like, shut up. I've been here longer than you. Press the big button. And then they did. And then Chernobyl happened. Whoopsie daisy. So uh, I, I recommend Oops. that. I guess I'm going to recommend that on the show. Um, go check out Chernobyl. Uh, it's an HBO miniseries. Incredibly good. Uh, big thumbs up from me. Uh, so, Pat, I, I actually... Oh, sorry. Go on. I don't know how I feel about Chernobyl because it's going to hit another wave of people being terrified of nuclear power. I mean, it got me. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually big big for nuclear power, honestly. Sure. Okay, fair enough. Um, but Wooly and I had a, had it out a little bit where we had a little argument. Mm. He's like, "Yeah, but nuclear power big explosion turns you into a, a melt man." <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, if it blows up, the active functioning of nearly most of almost all power plants have just as disastrous effects. They're just not as straightforward. Yeah, I mean, Chernobyl was really the big turning point, especially in a uh, especially in good old Mother Russia, where it was just like, yeah, maybe we should be a bit more careful with this shit. Like, much more careful with this shit. Carefulness so, is important yeah, when dealing with fire. Don't particularly nuclear fire. Don't spill your coffee on like the you know the little doodads. Don't do that. Wear safety gloves. Be awake. Exactly. Maybe if Chernobyl expo- explodes, just run away. Run as fast as your legs the, can the, take you. The, the worst element of that disaster was always to me like, oh, cool, the reactor's on fire, and it's like people standing on that famous bridge. Oh, they... they, like, you, they, t- they mm. you take one foot on that bridge, you're dead. They have that in the show. Uh, they better, because it was nightmarish. It's amazing. Uh, well, I say it's amazing. Like, you know, Obviously, it's horrific, but in the show, they... You know, the way it's, again, the way it's written, you're just like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You ever no. play the Stalker games or the fucking Metro games? You know what? I have never played Stalker game, but I you would You should, because, lo- mm. like, that's right up, that's, that's right up that tone. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I, I've been interested in the Stalker games, because uh, obviously I've seen a lot of, a, I've seen a lot of memes come out from it, and it seems pretty entertaining. Get out of here, Stalker. It, that kind of shit, yeah. Like, I, I've, I've never even played the game, but I know that line. Um, so maybe it's I should, so, maybe it's I should so play It's so infuriating, him. dude. You <laughs> so I have a, the... I have a question here for you, Pat, actually. Ask me your question, sir. I will. Um, it's a, it's a question which I think, considering how much you love Resident Evil, uh, it's from... I do enjoy a Resident Evil from time to time. Mm, we have a question here from I've Ant. been known to, yes. I've also been known to like Resident Evil. Uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake was absolutely amazing. It blew my little tits off. Um, so really, that's a, that's what that's what you decided to go for. That's, <laughs> that's, that's listen, the fucking listen. It blew okay. my little tits off. Blew my little my little festive buzz. Is off. that a thing or is that all you? Because if that's all you, you need to take that back to the fucking workshop. They popped off like Joseph Joestar <laughs> popping ham on into the little coke po- <laughs> coke balls. Oh. <laughs> Ah, yeah. See, so, yeah, I love that we're talking about we're talking about Chernobyl turning people into pizza people, but apparently my Hamon nipples just just uh, absolutely no thank you. Good day to you, sir. Oh, okay. All right. So, <laughs> Resident Evil. 
Ray, okay. come on. A question from focus. at Nito underscore <laughs> They say, as a Resident Evil guy, when the Resident Evil 3 remake happens, how do they improve on Nemesis that, so, so that he makes as much or more of an impact as Mr. X? How do you improve on uh, what I think is an almost perfect antagonist in brackets gameplay-wise? So that's a, a really interesting question that I was thinking about uh, the other day. Uh, and so let's look at what Mr. X actually was in the original and then what Nemesis was. Sure. So in the original, Mr. X was a room. He was an, uh, he was an obstacle that they put in a room and it, they had him show up uh, seven, eight, nine times in order to make you think he was following you. But really, he was just a room-based obstacle because at the time, they couldn't figure out how to make him chase you through rooms, sure. right? So then, for Nemesis, they wanted to take that Mr. X idea and fucking kick it up a notch. So Nemesis does, in fact, follow you from room to room. Mm. Um, so there's a bit. So there's a big scary. He also had a sprint speed that was faster than your run and either a projectile or a long-range whip attack to keep you from getting away from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the extra movement speed in particular what made him a much more dangerous opponent. So in Resident Evil 2, you look at the remake and you get Mr. X, and now Mr. X has gained the ability to follow you from room to room, but he has not gained the speed that Nemesis had. He hasn't gained uh, any of the long-range things. It's just that he is around, and he's around for way longer than any point that Nemesis ever was. Yeah. Nemesis had like a range. So he would spawn in a room and then he would follow you in, I think, like five rooms in any direction. And it depended on the fight, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so running away was still a viable option, whereas in Mr. X's case in the remake, running away is a viable option for a bit. Right. So the thing that made Nemesis not complete bullshit, because he totally had the potential to be bullshit in uh, Resident Evil 3 is a couple things. One, Jill's running speed is faster than Leon or Claire's. It's not that much, but it is it is a little faster. Uh-huh. The second thing is they gave Jill the ability to dodge, a move that never, ever came back other than in, I want to say, Resident Evil Revelations 1. There's mm-hmm. a dodge move. But uh, basically, if you aim or shoot the gun within, like, I want to say it's like parry timing, like eight frames of something about to hit you, um, the, the character will dodge. Which helps because Nemesis is so much more aggressive and attacks you so much more often that that happens way, way more prevalently. Yeah. Um, But the biggest difference between Mr. X and Nemesis and this, uh, like, remake Mr. X and old old Nemesis is that Nemesis could not come through a door if the door was visible. Uh, Mm -hmm. Most people don't realize this, but... The first time you encounter Miss, uh, you encounter Nemesis in the RE2 police station in RE3, you go into the like the west floor office mm-hmm. and you like oh he jumps through the window and he chases you and you can stand by that west floor office door for like an hour he'll never come through. It's only when the camera changes, huh? Because they don't want to have him teleporting in front of the camera. Right. Um, but what this means is that you are always a certain distance away from his entry point before he comes through the door. So you always have a head start escaping. Mm-hmm. They can't do that in the remake because 
like it wouldn't make any sense. Mr. X would just walk through doors and push you out of the fucking way. Yeah. Right? So I don't think he's going to be as fast as he used to be. I think his projectile is going to maintain, but it's not going to near be as fast either. I don't think you're going to get a dodge move. Um, I think they're going to make him a little faster than Mr. X, but sl just slow enough to you. And there will it, there, he will probably be a lot easier to stun. What if he got progressively faster like the closer he gets to you? Well, uh, Mr. X already does that. Oh well, <laughs> don't listen um, to me. Uh, it's hard to it's it's hard to tell, but he he has two walk states. He has uh, he has a, a walk and a fast walk, like a power walk, yeah. essentially. And the power walk only pops once he's within uh, I don't know, like ten feet of you and sees that you're there. Hmm. Um, the problem, the biggest problem with with Nemesis is that he fucking runs. Yeah. He fucking runs his ass off, and I don't know how to make that not complete garbage it sounds uh, it's gonna be terrifying tough. it sounds scary uh the only way you, i guess you could just make it so that you know your your running speed you maybe get a sprint like a very fast sprint button to kind of make things a little bit more intense i don't know well they could they could try and solve it the way they solved it in re3 by giving you a defensive option like a dodge move hmm. but the problem with that is giving a character a dodge move in like that camera like the behind the back camera it's really powerful so like it could trivialize the game a little bit if they they did it too well yeah it's tough yeah. that being said i absolutely think we'll get the answer to that question because with re2 remake success and the rumblings there's that you no hear about Capcom, doubt. like that 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 thing's gonna happen it's for sure bound to happen like there is absolutely no doubt uh the question is when really I'm but, gonna uh, say we'll see it shown off at uh, next E3. I'll say I, I'll say that's sensible. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be shown off at this year's E3. I did too. I actually placed uh, placed a, a mental bet on it, and I, I lost. <laughs> you lost the mental bet you made with yourself. I did. And I cried. Classy. I know. <laughs> I had to give myself ten bucks. Wait. Yeah, it's a really it's a really tough design problem because he exists like the the way they made him work is they they limited him by the camera, and in a game with a free flowing camera, you can't do that. So I'm sure they can make it work somehow. Um, you like know. you could make it so that he has incredibly long cooldown on his attacks. Okay. Right. So if he he say he he wants to shoot you with the rocket and he misses, he has to reload the rocket. See, I'm, I'm thinking about you... other things you could do which could make it like a bit uh, quite exciting, obviously, uh, especially in the, the remake terms of thing. Like maybe you could make it so that um, things are a little bit more destructible. There are more things you can use against him in your, you know, in the environment that can be used to stun him. Uh, obviously, you just have to keep your eye open, essentially. So, you know, maybe there's a... I don't know. I, I don't know. Again, I'm not, um, I'm not kind of a... I'm not a the developer, so I can't exactly uh, think. I'm of... not a developer either, but I am somebody who obsessed over that shit. And the problem <laughs> sure. with that is that if you make those pseudo necessary to deal with him, mm. you are essentially putting, you are essentially turning the environment into ammunition, and or either you're turning it into ammunition, or you're making it so that there's a, it's a puzzle solution instead of a. Mm. 
um, like combat solution. Mm. Yeah, they they'll they'll have to give you some way, something that he does that stops him or slows him down, or maybe he's not as aware as Mr. X. Yeah. So when he when he, he you know he when he gets a hold of you, he's relentless, but he's easier to lose because Mr. X can take the wrong turn trying to find you. He sure can. And if they just add that to a nemesis and have him take the wrong turn but run in the wrong direction. Okay. That'd be very helpful. Yeah, that could work. The the big thing with Nemi is that uh we need the streets in uh like Raccoon City to be wider. I'm sure they can um, do that. Not too wide, because then some enemies don't provide that much of a problem, but mm. they need to be wide enough to get around his bullshit. Okay, fair dues. See, I don't know, I, I was I uh, was incredibly surprised at how much I loved the uh, the remake of 2. Um, I, really? I've, well, I've only ever played 2. It's such a distant memory. I think I remember playing it around my cousin's place when I was really young, and it traumatized me. <laughs> it's the kind of thing where you play it at a really young age, and the first zombie just make I... Ooh, there, there was something about like those old PS1 models that really freaked me out, like with Dino Crisis with the Velociraptor, which was done really, really well. And um, I remember screaming and uh, running out of the room. And because my mum thought, oh, it's just a, just a fun little dinosaur game. It's not going to be that bad. Because uh, I love dinosaurs because I was a little boy. And she bought me and back. the fucking M rating right on the right on the box, mum. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> and like, when I open the game, and then you walk through, and there's a man of his intestines hanging out, and I was like, oh, oh, "This is no good." So, you've played Silent Hill one, right? No, actually, honestly, I have never played. Uh, Are you serious? I have not played Silent Hill two. Ooh. Mm, I have not played them. Uh, John, know why? I have a goal for you and your channel. I would like to do that. The the thing is, is that when I try... See, I'm not counting this as playing Silent Hill 2. I mm. started the HD remake, remaster, nope, sorry. No, that doesn't yep, count. Exactly. I played 10 minutes of it, and then I had to stop. Um, not because I wasn't enjoying myself, I was thinking like us, but I think I remember telling a friend, oh, I'm playing the each HD remaster, and they went, don't stop that you right now, and I didn't understand why, and until they told me what an absolute blunder they did with it. It is the only re-release, remaster, whatever, that I can think of off the top of my head, that it's like, you are better off not playing it at all. Yeah. Yeah. And like, just hearing other people tell you how great it was. I borrowed it from it's a... It's such a train wreck. Oh. Yeah, like, I borrowed it to play it, and, you know, I gave it back as soon as I could after I found that out, because it was clearly not the best way to play. Um, so, to this day, I still haven't played it. And I would really, really like to, because obviously I hear really good things about the Silent Hill franchise, and I sure do like so, to get spooked. The reason why I asked if you had played Silent Hill 1, because there is a detail in Dino Crisis that you totally missed, um, that I did not... I, I was like, oh, that's weird that Clemps would leave that out. Uh -huh. Because the intro to Dino Crisis 1 and how violent it is, is a... Uh, um, uh, homage piece to the intro of Silent Hill 1. 
See, I've never played Silent Hill 1, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> so in Silent Hill 1, you go down a dark and long hallway, which then turns into a bunch of chain link on either side, and you end up running into a guy chained to the fence with a bunch of uh, his gut, his intestines spilling out. Ooh. And then you turn around and get attacked by a monster for the first time behind you, mm. which is almost exactly what happens in uh, the first dinosaur in DC1. That sounds a bit too violent for me. Silent Hill 1's fucking dark as shit for a PS1 game. I like everything I've heard about it. Um, I don't know why it's taken me this long to even consider playing them again, honestly. Um, so SH1 is easy to play. I could probably play it on my bloody Vita if I wanted to. You absolutely can. Yeah. I know this because I've done so. Oh. I don't know. Uh, I, I guess... It's a um, good game. It's easy to get the... It's easy to acquire a copy... Um, both Ill legitimately and illegitimately. Um, and it runs well and there's no problems. The PS2 games, however, are a different story altogether. I can imagine. Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I think there's a, there's a, you guys definitely don't have CEXs where, uh, where you are in Canada, but, um, CEX is essentially like a secondhand store for games, DVDs, Blu-rays, etc., and mm -hmm. um, the only copy of Silent Hill 2 they had was was pretty up there, I want to say. And I remember uh, being a little bit intimidated by that. But, you know, that, and the case was in quite bad quality. So, yeah, I just want to get around to playing all those games that everyone tells me I should play. I'd lend you my copy, but it's a fucking US copy. I don't think you can throw it that far. I can mail it to you. Yeah, that's true. I thought you said you could nail it to me, like you skim it across the like, fucking sea or something like that. But, like, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking North American copy. It's not PAL. I mean, I could probably just, like, play it on my PC, honestly. Just emulate it by disc. <laughs> you would think so, right? Yeah. Like, Except, I think. fun fact, mm. Silent Hill 2 and 3 are two of the only games that still have emulation problems on modern PS2 emulators. <sighs> I guess that's out the because... window then. God damn it. <laughs> Because the deal was is that they used all sorts of goofy bullshit to make, because you you remember you you know that like Silent Hill three in particular is one of the best looking games of that era by a huge margin. Yeah, right? I'm I'm not aware. again. I really don't know anything about Silent Hill other than the fact that it's spooky and a lot of people like it. Okay, so what I'm gonna do right now, we're gonna be this is live <gasps> live. This is I'm gonna send you a screenshot of a character. Okay. Silent Hill 3, Heather, screenshot. Right? Alright, let's have a look. What the fuck? What? It just linked me to Google. Uh-huh. I typed it into Google and it linked me to Google. Hmm. Thanks. Suspicious. <laughs> Thanks, Google. God bless you, Google. You do so many, uh, so many silly yeah, things. Yeah, here's a... Now, that's the HD collection. No, I want the old shit. But basically, uh, when it came out, um, there it was just like astonishing how high quality the models were. Mm. Uh, let me find this. Here we go. Yeah, here's a good one. So I'm gonna send this to Clemps. This is a screenshot from the PS2 game. Um, wow. And like, it is super high quality. It has so much detail on the, the textures of the face. Mm. It has like lighting effects on the eyes. Like no, when that's, it came that's out, really like, good. Holy shit. This yeah. is a PS2 game. It was see, also an Xbox game, but see, I've seen, so I've, with, I, I, I like, 
it sounds all the the only my only real information from Silent Hill comes from watching the movie when I was a kid, which obviously <laughs> yeah, which obviously isn't the best way of watching it. It's the I, best. I mean, what, what's that with Silent Hill? <laughs> Silent Hill. Oh. <laughs> that shit was great. I love that. I remember so, we, were, we were watching it in high school and. Uh, I remember, so bad. yeah, everybody, because it was like we're gonna watch a scary movie in a in in drama class today, because you know it's like a the teachers day off or whatever. So we got to all sit in here in the drama room. We got to watch it on the big projector screen. We're gonna watch Silent Hill, and everyone goes, "Oh, I've heard scary things about that this is a spooky movie." And then we put it on, and half of us are just laughing. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. It was it was a good experience though. Um, it's the kind of movie which is really shit, but you know what? I'd watch it again. Before I dump on that movie for a second, which I think is probably one of the best video game movies still, even though it's bad, is um, because those graphics are so nice. It's because they were doing all sorts of goofy shit the PS2 wasn't supposed to do. Mm. So that's why it doesn't work with all the emulation tricks that everybody else uses. See, I feel like Final Fantasy XII does an amazing job with that as well. Um, Final Fantasy XII yeah, when it's, paint those abs on. Uh, I mean, you know, it's funny that they t- it took him that long to fix his ab problem because the abs were they were really bad. Um, like when the game Just first came out, he on. looked he looked like he needed a burger. That boy, it was it was no good. Um, and what are you talking about just paint them hmm? on. It's just, just paint, paint them on, on it'll be it? fine. I think they did a they did a certain trick with Final Fantasy twelve, um and I I, I know I remember reading it somewhere where it, I think it has uh less polygons than ten, but they somehow made it look better by doing something, but like regardless, uh, the texture quality is way higher. Yeah, like when you when you remaster it and you like play it on a PS4 or something like that, it, it looks like a like high quality PS3 game, it looks really, really good. Like, I, th- I think it's probably just as simple as the character designs are a little like they're like. So take Balthier, right? Mm. Balthier's torso is like a single texture, and it has no weird extraneous bits on it. Mm. Whereas, like, look at Oren. He's got a clo- He's got a coat, and then the coat has to be modeled separately from his chest, you know, and stuff like that. Sure, sure. That's probably what they did. That's what I think, anyway. Yeah. But I don't know anything. <laughs> it's crazy talk activating yet again. Yeah, probably. Oh, no. <laughs> what's, what's but I'm on? going off of what you're telling me, so really, it's your fault. Shit. God damn it. Not no. It's passing on to me. It's infectious. Uh, so did you want to dunk on Silent Hill, the movie? Yeah, uh, there are two big problems with that movie. Sorry, three big problems with that movie. Sorry, four big problems with that movie. Five? I'm remembering them as I talk. <laughs> um, so... Problem number one, uh, the nightmare sequences are really cool and visually impressive until you realize that the main character is alone in them and thus cannot die. Mm. <laughs> Therefore, like, removing all possible threat from the situation. Oh. Two, the entire ending had to be changed last minute because they didn't have enough money to do the ending they wanted and instead went with a lame barbed wire sequence. I didn't know that. Uh, three, they cut out 40 minutes of the film Ooh. in the edit that was them wandering around the town being lost and kind of spookified, <laughs> um, which 
I think would have helped a lot with the the weird otherworldly tone the and atmosphere. would have let other parts of the movie be less rushed. Mm. Remember when Sybil pulls her gun on someone and she's out of bullets? <laughs> yeah. Like that's a big part of the middle act as she goes to pull her gun on somebody and she's out of bullets. Yeah. She hasn't fired enough bullets at that point in the story. And the reason why is because they cut the scenes in which she fired the gun more oh. out of the movie. Oh, come on. So that like so she fires like five at a monster early on and then never again. Mm. But the next time she has to use her gun, she's out of bullets, and you're like, What? But how? Oh, and gee. of course, the biggest problem with the movie, and I'm gonna attribute this to cuts, or maybe just a bad bad writing job, is that they build up a mystery, but then the mystery needs to get solved. <laughs> and so you do the laziest, shittiest like storytelling apparatus possible. Which is you? F- you flash back to events and have a character narrate it for fifteen minutes. Oof. Like they get to the second act, the end of the second act, and she meets the girl, and then the girl just tells her the whole backstory, and it's like it's like a twelve to fifteen minute scene that's like all flashbacks. It's like this is what happened in Silent Hill. I'm like, okay, that's very scary. <laughs> How you're just gonna explain all of it to me? That's very frightening. Campfire stories. They they get the. Uh... They get the chills going in my body, I tell you what. <laughs> I don't know. You like said I do really like parts of that movie's tone. Um I really like the Sean Bean sequences. The scene bean? That second one is so much worse though. Holy shit. Is that the one with Heather? It's with Kit Harrington. It's got Heather and it's got Kit Harrington playing Vincent. Oh yeah, I I, I I haven't seen that one, but I've heard about it. Didn't they like bring? It is bad. Isn't Pyramid Head just in it because? Yeah. Well, oh, great. Pyramid Head's in the first one just because. <laughs> wicked. <laughs> it's wicked. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. God damn it. Pyramid Head appearing in other Silent Hill media is as if you remember how there was this Resident Evil game we just talked about called Resident Evil Three Nemesis. Mm-hmm. If there was Resident Evil whatever, and it's like, hey, look, it's Nemesis. Oh, hey, Nemesis, what's up? They didn't understand. Oh, wait, they did do that in the Resident Evil movies. That's right. They did do that. Oh. Where they just put Nemesis in for no reason. Oh, oh they did. Yeah, yeah, fucking video game movies thing. I like... And then he had a change of heart, remember? <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> no, I'm just laughing at Nemesis the had a change of heart and learned that, remembered that he was a man after all. After the Kung Fu fight with Alice and sacrificed himself for the greater good. Did he go, you stay, I go, no following. And then he flew up and hit the so, nuke? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sweet, dude, that's awesome. So dumb. God bless him. I'm trying to think of, like, um... I'm trying to think of, like, recent horror movies which I've watched where I've been like, wow, that is... That's really scary up until a point. And I think one of them, um... It's, it's this movie called The Ritual... And mm-hmm. I remember thinking the film was really, really good up until a point, and it's when they show the monster. And dude, it's it's like the number one thing that tanks almost every like could have been good horror movie. It's... Show the monster. Oh, the monster sucks ass. Well, the thing is, is that the monster well... design is pretty. It's pretty interesting. Like visually, it's a really cool design. But the thing is, is that as soon as you meet the monster, I feel like. A lot of attention just dies down because then you're in the the crazy village where everybody worships the monster instead of having it in the the claustrophobic woods where everything is like 
feels like you're suffocating in there and just the the really creepy shit that goes on. Like, they have this one moment. Which one's the ritual? It's where a bunch of British lads go into the Swedish woods and, uh, and they end up getting eaten by a, a big scary demon man. But he's like... Is it like a stag monster? It sure is! Okay, that thing is really cool looking. Isn't it? It's a really, 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 really cool design. But the thing is, is that as soon as you you see it, it turns into a bit of an action movie where you're hiding from uh... it and it's chasing you and and you're doing this and you have to hide behind the tree. And then all of a sudden, the creature turns from like... Because before that, it was it was like stalking them through the woods and you can never see it and then at one point the guy goes up to try and find a way out and you just see this really awesome camera shot and then you just see this massive thing move and then the guy shits himself and he's like i I saw i saw something it's like oh my god that's really scary holy shit and they the, the scariest bit of that movie for me which is i I always like turn it off after that because i'm like wow that's a really good scene now i'm gonna go to bed uh, I, I can watch horror movies and go to bed straight after. I just, I'm mm. used to that shit. Um, they, they basically, again, they are just a bunch of British lads. Like, at one point, they're going a, a three, two, one, a Brexit, and they do all that shit. And I'm like, oh, God, this is really embarrassing. But, um, they're just a bunch of silly little British lads, and they all have a funny little accents. And they're going, oh, come on, mate, we're going into the, we're going into the woods, innit? This is all for Barry, who got killed. It's all your fault. And it's like, I wonder who's going to be the one to live. Um, and then they eventually find this old witch's house. And they're like, oh, let's sleep in here, lads. And I'm like, yeah, nothing can go wrong. Good idea. Yeah, let's go s- let's sleep in the creepy house with wicker all over it. Like, then nothing will go wrong. And sure enough, things go wrong. And... What? I, I know. Get out. In a horror movie? Never. Not once in my life. Um, and it's, it's really scary, because what happens is the main character wakes up outside the hut, and after having, like, a really scary nightmare, and he's like, oh, the fuck am I doing out here? And then he goes back in the, the, the hut, and his friends are all having these, like, really, like, violent nightmares, where they're, like, screaming but they're still sleeping and they're thrashing around mm-hmm. and all we get to see is their reactions to it so you know i think one of them is like calling out for his wife's name but he's like pleading for his wife and like he's wet himself and shit and i'm like this is really fucked up and i i remember it was really creepy and then like you go upstairs and one of them is like butt naked on all fours praying to this like this straw altar and then they're like, mate, wait, mate, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't remember how I got here. And it's like, oh, that's scary. Um, and it's just having a laugh. <laughs> you having a giggle? Come on, mate. <laughs> oh, I am. I'm just taking a piss here. Let's <laughs> get out of these woods, fam. And then the rest of the movie is them running away from a big spooky, spooky demon. Um, I actually remember that. I watched the that and I watched the ending of that movie on YouTube. Oh, really? Because I just wanted to see the monster. It was. And a, it hmm? gave me a very different impression of the movie than what you're telling me of. And all I can think of is they had they had the prop guy make a monster, and it was so cool that they're like, we need to have a fucking bunch of scenes with it running around. It's a really really cool monster. And um, again, the thing is, is that it's it's. You can tell bits of it as CG, and it's so much more scary when you can't fucking see it. Like, I like, I actually don't want to spoil what happens to some of them, but 
when you see what it does to people when it kills them, you're like, oh no, that's no good. That's no good. And in the end, it just turns into like an animal where it's just chasing him around. And I'm like, I liked it when you were smart and you did weird things when you killed people instead of running after him like a fucking idiot. I don't well, know, at least man. there's no bird box. Ooh, that's the we do not mention that here. But oh. that was a that was a How lame. will we ever defeat this monster? Oh, just don't look at it. Yeah, just close your eyes, mate. Everything will be fine. Honestly, it's... literally, that's all you need to do. You know there are blind people in the world who make who can literally, you know, they can walk about and they can do all that with 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 touch. And, and, and the f sensation of your hands. You just do that. You know, if you're in your house... Problem solved. If you've been living in your house all your life, you know what's... You know, you know where the walls are in your house. You know where the stairs are. Have some ropes around. Have some pulleys. Do all that. Sorted. You won't turn into a crazy person or do very silly things. How could we possibly defeat this monster? Just don't look at him. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there we go. Just wear sunglasses, it'll be fine. <laughs> that sure was a bad movie, huh? Did you ever see the the, the monster? No. Okay, because they, they, the monster never appears in that movie ever once. Uh-huh. And then um, you find out why, and it's because um, they, had, they had a monster that was supposed to be in a scene, and uh, Sandra Bullock could not like stop from losing her shit every time she saw it oh that's really she would funny. laugh in she would go into hysterics oh laughing no. herself silly every time she saw it and they were they eventually had to cut the scene and they're like <laughs> fine you know what it's it's scarier if you don't see it anyway <sighs> and it leaked out from like behind the scenes like special effects photos what the fucking thing was supposed to look like it's it's the worst movie monster ever. What does it look like? Like visually explain to me what this thing looks like. No. Are you trying to I tell will not. Are you trying to tell me I'm going to go mad if I think about it? Is it that terrifying? No. It's that terrifying. Oof. Now what I'm I'm just going to send you an image. Oh sure do I it. I want yeah. other people to to just to be like this is the monster that makes your your soul dies. Is this going to be the you interlude? go so crazy that you kill yourself? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the very first image that popped up was just Sandra Bullock, and I was like, ah! <laughs> Oh, it was Sandra Bullock. <laughs> oh, it was, what a monster! Oh no! All right, hang on. Let's let's go. <laughs> Look at him. Is that not the worst payoff possible? <laughs> it's just an old bloke. It's, it's just, just like a a baby with with big veins on its head. That's just an old. It. That's just an old bloke. Come on. Oh, that's just so. Well, you see, because the theme of the movie is about her relationship with her children, mm. and so the the movie's about themes instead of plot. So it being a big evil baby makes sense for her theme. Oh my god, that's embarrassing. Isn't it just? Isn't it just the worst? It's really funny. I really like it. I think they nailed it. <laughs> they should have kept it in the film. It's so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm actually gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna move on from the topic of dumb horror because I have another question here, which I actually think is quite interesting. Um, Ask away, Mr. Clamps. I will. This is from a user. It was uh, at Greedy Murasama, and they say. Mm -hmm. 
How much time goes into planning how to manage streaming or making a video versus simply being yourself, aka downtime? I totally saw this question the mm. other day. And as, uh, as much um, as I envy those successful on YouTube, I don't envy the inability to enjoy as much as I would otherwise on my own time. I think uh, it was written a little bit, so I don't envy the inability to enjoy myself as much as I would otherwise in my own time. Right, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Cool. So it's it's obviously very different for uh, you than for me, mm. but I think this is specifically the planning stage, not actually drilling down to do it. Like in, in regards to like you thinking about what am I going to do my next video on? Yeah. Right. Instead, not not the planning or the writing or the you know making the the outline. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like okay, no, seriously though, how much plan goes into what? the schedule is going to be a week to week, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, it is, that is an impossible question to answer because it varies so wildly. So for streaming, is there a big hot new thing that I care about coming out? Mm. Specifically that I care about? Do that. Oh. No problem, right? Done. Okay. Um, is there not dozens of hours? <laughs> right yeah and yeah. it's 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 distributed over the course of like a month of just hemming and hawing and what about the i don't know would that do i do people like that do, could i make that interesting I, I sure right and then you get the in-between where uh for example in the re the very recent past uh i decided i was gonna give streaming final fantasy 14 a shot mm. and did so to just fuck around in miscellaneous bullshit while just shooting the shit to significant success. People showed up, people were happy, yeah. et cetera, right? So I'm like, okay, well, the big expansion's gonna come out. Uh -huh. I'm gonna do the big expansion. And I uh, streamed for, I wanna say, eight days or whatever, just the whole expansion yeah. story content to like less than half of my usual numbers. I know exactly which was kind of a shock. why. I, I think I, I, I know why, because, um, I stream people. Sorry, go on. Uh, people who sorry, you know, you know, after you. Okay, sure thing. Um, so I streamed Final Fantasy fourteen uh, a couple of maybe a week or so after you know uh, the expansion was out, and it must have been longer than a couple of weeks, and I had about one hundred and fifty people, which for me is really good. And I was like, why did I have so much less when I was going through the main story? Of course, people don't want to get spoiled. Of course, they don't. So it's this, it's this weird thing in which, because our audiences know about this game, from us, yeah, they got into it and then ditched to avoid spoilers. Mm -hmm. If they didn't care about it, more of them would have shown up to watch. Um, and the trick with this, and the reason why I tell this story, is there were three or four days in. In which I'm like, I'm really deep into streaming this expansion, but ain't nobody showing up compared to usual. Yeah. This is bad. Uh -huh. But now I'm too deep in to stop. Because the people who are showing up will be very disappointed sure. if I stop. And so I look back at that and that goes, okay, for a rule that, for something that's long-term, very story content heavy, there's obviously going to be people who don't want it. But it is basically trial and error and then learning 
the, the, the ins and outs of your specific audience and what they care about, what they don't care about, what they're worried about in terms of spoiling themselves, etc. Yeah. And that is either all the time or never, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, because I did so many uh, Shadowbringer streams, I'm just I'm just faffing about with a bunch of bullshit this week, and and last and you know uh, probably a bunch of next week as well. Hell yeah, last week, right? And people are oh cool, I don't have to worry about spo- oh I don't know, but right yeah. But like then the next bigger longer game I'm going to start is FF7. Why? Because oh. everybody likes FF7. Mm-hmm. And it'll tie into later in the year when people want to have seen the old one for the re- blah blah blah, right? Uh huh. So like, yeah, sometimes it's it's a cinch. Like I, I remember you finished your Dino Crisis video, and I believe you were just like, um, or no, it was it was the video you finished after that that you just immediately knew you wanted to do Dino Crisis two? I remember talking to you about it, and you were like, oh, I'm super excited to do Dino Crisis two. I love that game, right? Yeah. But other times I've talked to you and you were like, ah, like which, which one? Um, see, Dino Crisis 2, I think it's, the reason I did it, I just wanted to do something that I knew I could make funny. Um, because it's, it's different. I think I I was going through a bit of a funk and sometimes I, I struggle um, when I, I make videos that are too long now, um, because I, I hate the amount of, um, like, audio recording that has to go into it, um, because editing audio is so incredibly dull. Um, I- Have fun tonight. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. It's gonna be tomorrow, my friend. I am not gonna be editing this at 12 a.m. Um... And just, uh, Boo. I, oh, I will not be able to, my friend. Not when, Do not, it. Not when the room Do is, it, this, is this moist. I am going to go Ooh. to bed. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to throw ice cubes on my body. And then I'm going to start editing. Um, but no, moist it's room. sometimes with, with the whole YouTube thing, it can be some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. Like I, I have such a blast doing videos sometimes. And then... With some videos, especially when I'm writing it, actually, um, it's it's when I, I I really start to get into big depressive periods because I'm thinking like, this this is not a good script, and I'm already halfway through. I've already wasted mm-hmm. like 15 days of the month, and because I my Patreon is per video, I'm probably not going to get paid this month, you know. And then that starts to creep in the the money anxiety, all the other worries, and so then you have to you have to make a snap decision. Do you go with a video that you're not confident with, or do you go for a game which you know you enjoy, which you know you can make a snappy script with, and you know you can just. So I was like, right, okay. It's 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 like that episode of Red Letter Media, where in Best of the Worst, where they crack open Neil Breen, um, because you know let's like oh this. This this DVD they're watching, they're watching a DVD, and it was giving them absolutely nothing. And they were like, this is the worst. Fuck thing. it. Yeah. So it was like, right, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to open up the Neil Breen container. And they took it out, and they did it. The episode was saved. And I feel like Dino Crisis 2, for me, got me out of such a big creative funk. Because I am going to be honest when I say that I think that Dino Crisis 2 video is one of the favorite videos I've made in a long, long time. 
Um, it helps a lot that Dino Crisis 2's plot is fucking stupid. It's so stupid, <laughs> and it's 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 the kind of thing where when you're listening to it, like all of the the cogs are whirring in your head because you're thinking this is fantastic. I can make material out of this, you know. Da, 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 and it's it, it makes me so happy Who when I needs I'm, material. The game, yeah. The, when you've got something like that. The game is the material, and it, it was so fun to make and. Uh, Sometimes it just be like that when when you make videos um, like mine, I guess, because you know it, it it really is a depressing thing when you're you're just writing a script and you're halfway through it and you think I don't like this at all. I have wasted time, and it almost happened again this month. And this is where I'm going to segue onto our next topic. Um, uh, I, I feel like I can be open with saying it is that, um, but I, you know, I'm gonna you know not say too much, is that I was planning on doing a specific Final Fantasy-related video, and a lot of the stuff I was writing, it just wasn't the way I wanted it to, and it was making me unhappy. Um, yeah, you, it kept it kept sounding like you were defending Final Fantasy VIII, because you love that game so hold much. Hold on now, hold on, I never said that, Pat, you fucker. <laughs> what are you talking about? It kept, you you kept comparing the game to FF8, and you're like, you know, back in FF8, the good one. I never said you you are you're a you're a filthy liar. You're a liar, Pat. <laughs> you're being a rascal. You know what? I'm gonna say it right here, right now. <laughs> why no. would you defend these obvious lies? Like, why would you even give this like a fuck the time of day? <laughs> It reminds me of a million years ago. There's a there's a quote that the, that I said that was I was talking. I forget who I was talking to. I was talking to the people, and I'm like, oh yeah, Wooly never beat God Hand. Wooly sucks. He and I know what you're saying. Wooly's gonna come in here and be like, hey, what did you say about me when I was sick and couldn't record that I never beat God Hand? That's ridiculous. Of course I beat God Hand, and I will tell you now that that is a trick. That is a lie <laughs> that he is telling. Don't listen to him. Right? Like, why would you engage in what is such obvious nonsense? <laughs> Shut up, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Like, I, ac I actually pulled that shit recently, like, making fun of people, making fun of FF8 by being like, oh, yeah, your favorite Final Fantasy. I really, I really don't mind. And, I'm, like, playing around. And two of my friends were like, I really do really like FF8. And the whole thing just turned super flat. Uh, yeah, sure. No, I, like, on a on a on a genuine note with FFA, I've been thinking back on FFA lately, and I think apart from that one really stupid orphanage bit, story's all right. Oh, it's so. Oh, it's, it's hot. So it's stupid. Yeah, it is hot shit, and I think the reason why a lot of people focus in on that orphanage bit is because it's so terrible. But the rest of the story is pretty. It's pretty good. Um, I got a lot of entertainment out of it, but. I know, I, I remember when Best I... thing about 8 is the soundtrack. Oh. Nobody will ever fight me on that. Oh, it is good shit. It is really, really good. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's funny, because you know when you're a kid, like, I got up to that bit when I was very young, and when you're a kid and you think, this is stupid, you know you've, you've done fucked up. Yeah, God. So that came out in 98, mm. which would have... And I played it the week it came out. Which meant I was twelve. Yeah, and I remember going to uh, grade seven high school and talking to a friend of mine and being like, "Holy shit, that's 
you won't believe how fucking stupid Final Fantasy VIII is. <laughs> <laughs> and like us as a bunch of kids were like, that plot twist is dumb. Yeah. I don't think we even knew the term plot twist at the time. That bit in the story was silly. I didn't understand it. <laughs> okay, you're aiming a little too young. 12-year-olds don't talk like that. <laughs> Fucking Rugrats talking about Final See, Fantasy See, that's much better. That's much better. <laughs> Sounds more like high school kids now. <laughs> Fuck you, Mom. There it is. See, there it is. <laughs> dead is. I can't believe you got me the bad Final Fantasy dead. No, I, yeah, it's it's just weird with eight because um I have a lot of good memories of it. Um the whole like I think Laguna is a great character. Um his little wacky adventures were always really fun. Um the whole seed thing was interesting up to a point. And I, I think I, I, I'll be very, mm. I'll be very real. Go on. I think Laguna is the reason why I dislike that game. No shit, really. Yeah. Why don't you like Laguna? Because his story is so much better than the main plot. That every time I had to play a Squall instead of Laguna after the very first Laguna section, I was like, Squall sucks. Give me back Laguna. The the bit where um Laguna meets I forget who she's called. You know the piano player and you're in the Julia. The, yeah, and uh, you're in the bar and that music starts to play and you're like, oh, this is this is good, this is real good. And um, yeah, I I, I, like I Laguna, Kiros's and Ward's dumb fuck adventures. They is sh- such a better game than the whole rest of the game. That it bummed me out the whole time. See, I was really worried where you were going with that. When you said that Laguna ruined the game for you, I was like, oh no, not Laguna. He's my boy. You know, like Also, he... Laguna sections don't have the draw mechanic in them. I also prefer the Laguna battle theme. Oh, well, that's not fair. Of course you do. Damn, the machine gun is the shit. It's so good. Again, again, when you're a kid and you first get up to that music and you think, what's, what's, oh, what's going on here? It's like all of a sudden you like you break into this whole new world. It's amazing. Uh, but but no, I think eight had a lot of a lot of really interesting new concepts for Final Fantasy. It took a lot of a lot of risks, and some of them did, definitely didn't work out. Um, even even Squall, like you know, and I know a lot of people bash on the kid because, you know, he's a, he's a fucking Whatever, idiot. Whatever, man. Yeah, right? Like, he's a, he's a dumb kid for half of the game, but then he actually does have an arc, and he turns into a leader, and you're like, oh, that's nice. You know, it's, it's, it's not as um, satisfying as some other Final Fantasies, but you're still like, oh, look, you know, he, he grew up. He actually grew up. He sucks. Hmm? Moombas never came back. M- well, Moombas were just meant to be the weird Norg people, right? Like, they start off as... No, 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 the Norg people grow into Moombas. Yeah, but what I mean is, is like, as the as a cute alternate mascot, because I don't think Moogles are in that game. Final Fantasy um, X brought them back as the as one of Lulu's weapons. Oh, that doesn't count. I, I count it as I mean, a reference. Like, I don't know, I... I Lulu's yeah. weapons were just an excuse to have a weapon that you would look at, and the weapon would be suspiciously... Close to chest level. What are you talking about? Lulu has boobs? What? I've never noticed them. I genuinely think that the entire big titty goth girlfriend thing is 100% Lulu created. <laughs> Sorry. You trying, you trying to tell me she was the seed that was planted in all of us? 
I do think that you know what I'm 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 not I'm not going to disagree with you. I think you're completely right. <laughs> I think you are completely I bet if you right. Went to anyone who ironically or unironically used the that face when no big titty goth girlfriend meme, ask them if they played FF10. I bet you'll get like a ninety five percent like success rate. All you've got to do, you've got to slap a hand on their shoulder, and you've got to pick up a pile of belts, and you've got to give them a, a knowing smile, and they'll look back at you. That smile returned to you. Because they know Lulu is within all of us. You can be straight or gay, whatever. Lulu goes beyond that. I I am a firm defender of Lulu's design. Can I just say that? The whole I'm not a I'm not a defender of her life choices. God damn oh, she fucking that that was She goes full white trash. It's... She's like, uh my brother's, uh, my 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 husband's brother. He's he's fine. He gets I guess. She, yeah. She fucking fucks. Oh, our bed go dead. Fucking Walker. Like I, did, <laughs> I remember when X two came around. I think that was the time where like every single person in the world was like unanimously cucked. <laughs> I felt like that was the that was the real true moment. <laughs> Everyone started off that game. They're like, no, my big titty golf GF. No. <laughs> It's like, I'm too pregnant to go on the battle trip. You guys have fun without me. Yeah, and then, like, there's this fucking... She's, she's like, talking to him on the mountain, and you feel it kick. And it's just, everyone's like, ah, oh, I want to feel it kick in. It's like, no, stop reminding me. Stop reminding me. She's meant to... No. Give birth to a fucking blitz ball. <laughs> a big... J- <laughs> just a big ginger blitz ball filled with racism. Oh, no. If you if you did podcast titles the same way we did, that would be the fucking podcast <laughs> title. Boom, like firework, yeah. That's going to be oh, the name of the podcast. Perfect. Oh my god. Yeah. As I get older, the more I look back, I'm like, man, I really only had like a deep emotional connection with like a third of the Final Fantasy games. I still have a pretty deep connection with them. Um, for for an anno- like I don't know, I just it's it's the one franchise I really got invested in, and um, I somehow ended up liking a majority, uh, which is I know quite rare for a lot of people. Well, okay, when you say the majority, do you include two and three? I do not. No, because two and three are fucking garbage. Final Fantasy II story is really cool. You want to be part of the Red Roses, motherfucker? That shit's awesome! Like, the whole rebellion cool, shit. Cool, now go into battle and hit yourself for an hour. Uh, I will, and I'll enjoy it. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's actually a really useful leveling tip in Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, oh, no. you trying to compare the two, Pat, right now? Are you trying to... S- no, I'm just saying, like, in FFT, there's you could earn a shit ton of GP... Sorry, JP super quickly if you went to Mandalia Plains and just hit your own party members and then healed them. I mean, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. Uh, so I've got another question here because we have been we have been chatting like like two old women. Yeah, you said an hour and a half, and I'm like, fuck you, an hour and a half. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, no, we we were just talking about like fucking Resident Evil and dumb horror shit for a while. We were like barely even answered questions. We were just going on a roll. Um, All right, let's let's do a better job answering these. Yeah, let's do some quick fire ones. Uh, this is this is one which I, I actually asked you yesterday because I was like, oh, this one's funny. Is will Pat or Paige ever come to the UK to come hang out with you like you like you did with them in Canada? 
I don't know, lol. There we go, sick. That's the exact same answer you gave me yesterday. <laughs> Probably eventually, but I have no plans whatsoever. You're welcome anytime. Right literally. now. Yeah, anytime. Um, so this one, this There's one is... some big convention to hit up that probably be the best light use of the time. For sure. Go down for like a week. That hang sounds out with good. you for like a week and then hit the con and then be like, ew, England. Yeah. And then... That will be your response to. Ew. I'm like that and I live here. <laughs> uh, so this is one from at Kegger1998. And this one's interesting. I think this one is interesting because I've honestly been thinking about it and I can't think of something right now. So if you can't think of something right now, I'm just going to edit this bit out, honestly. But uh, the the question is, what is the rawest thing you ever saw personally? The rawest? Yeah, the rawest thing. What does that actually mean? I'm assuming it's like the most intense thing you've ever seen. See, I think it's an interesting question, but coming up with it just like, bam, it's it's difficult. So the rawest thing that I've ever seen in terms of, oh my god, is you know my pal, uh, my pal Fuggins. I do. He's a great guy. So we went to Sejep together, which was it's like uh, it's like college mm -hmm. basically, um, and I almost saw him choke to death for real, um, uh, right in front of me one day. Oh shit! On the college schoolyard, uh, and my friend Nick as well. They both almost choked to death simultaneously, um, Ooh. because they had the grand idea to get cotton candy, and they went and got a bunch of cotton candy. Uh huh. And uh, like the big tufts of cotton candy, and then they both like I think they dared each other to eat it in one bite. Ah, I think I can see um, where this is going. So what they did is they folded the cotton candy in on itself until it was about the size of a quarter and could barely contain it with their, their fingers and popped it in their mouth and the thing just mass expanded all the way down their fucking throats. It does instantly. that? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! And, uh, like, just it, it immediately expanded back to its original volume. <laughs> and sucked up all the moisture in their mouths <laughs> sorry just the image and they were like hacking and coughing and they almost died i shouldn't be laughing i'm sorry it it, it is it is the cotton candy equivalent of hey let me give me that whipped cream i'm just gonna eat some whipped cream yeah and you can die from that because if you if you hit the whipped cream too much it'll just shoot down your your throat and block your your air yeah i just i just <laughs> The mo I, oh god, I would, I would, oh, I would come back and haunt everybody if I died via cotton candy. I was just, that's just... I deserved this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's really, really funny. I love that. Oh my god. I guess, I guess the most rawest thing I've ever seen. Uh, if if I think about it, it's kind of a downer, but I guess it's you know it's just life, isn't it? Um, it it was when I I saw my my gran. Uh, kind of, I guess the moment when she she wouldn't come back from that you know what i mean where uh, mm. uh essentially i i opened the bedroom door to to wake her up and she was lying halfway out of the bed with blood all over the sheets and uh mm. i i just remember hearing her say i've had an accident and then i remember running out to get my dad and i was like ugh that sucks that sucks like i have been mm remarkably spared such things yeah it, it was it was uh, which means that when i do encounter it it's gonna oh 
Yeah, it's, it's chunk me up good. It's heavy, and I'm I'm glad it. It sounds dumb, but I'm glad it happened to me when I was so young because obviously, um, it kind of gives you experiences for later down down the line, so you're kind of more um aware of it. Uh, but you know, when when that happened, it's the kind of thing where it, it took a long time to process what had happened because uh, obviously you're in shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thankfully, you know, she was taken to the hospital and she was extremely comfortable when she was there. And apparently when she she passed away, she said she could see the angels and she passed away with that as her last word. And I thought that's an incredibly mm-hmm. nice way for her to go. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's nice having the contrast of the incident happening and the way she passed. I think it was a really uh, beautiful way for me to experience death, you know, like properly. Um, yeah, it's going to get me real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll tell, uh, so back when I was in er, uh, late high school, early Sejep, I forget the exact years, but, uh, my pops, we were driving somewhere and he was like, Ooh, I don't feel so good. And then they dropped me off at the, at the house and then they went to the hospital and the doctor's like, you just had two heart attacks while driving. Holy here. shit. And he's like, Hmm. So dad got to stay in the hospital. Uh huh. And uh, he had, I think, another heart attack while they tried to give... You know, they Jeez. give you the dye to, to see your circulatory system? Yeah. When they did that test, uh, apparently his arteries were so blocked that um, that causes another heart attack. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, go visit him in the hospital, and he's like, oh, I'm going to have to have a triple bypass. I'm going to have a big old heart operation. Mm. And the whole time, everyone in my family was on pins and needles and just in this constant anxious state because my dad's like he was in his 50s Mm. it's a giant big operation and the whole time i'll be really honest i wasn't even that worried i was like oh dad's tough right okay he'll be fine yeah and sure enough he totally was and then he had uh, issues. He had another heart attack about five, six years later. They're like, okay, you need a pacemaker. Yeah. Like, your your heart sucks. You need a pacemaker. And that was also, like, a, a time where he could have just dropped out at any time. Once again, mom's, like, terrified and all that. And brother and sister are, like, you know, freaking out. Oh, I'm not too worried about it. Right. I see, That's I see, fine. I see where you're going. So when right? it, yeah. And sure enough, he was totally fine. But this is building up to me acting in that manner, and then it's not fine. The inevitability of the fact that it 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 will happen. It it will, but yeah, because my dad's uh, uh, older than me. Yeah, so you know, like it is. It is so, the yeah, sing- it's... it's the single most terrifying thing that every single one of us has to deal with. You know, and it's, it's something which which I guess kind of you know we 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 all have in common. Uh, you know, be be you a. Uh, a, a son, a daughter, or a parent—you know—it's just the the that that fear is uh, it, it's. I'm gonna there. have to deal with it a lot when I get in that toilet body. <laughs> Can you repeat that? So I'm gonna have to deal with that a lot, like losing loved ones when I get into that toilet body and live forever. <laughs> I thought you said, I thought you said you have to deal with that when you go into the toilet, like every single, no! <laughs> like every single time you have it. No, that's different. <laughs> Every single time you have a shit, your little tear comes out of your eye. You like, think about, oh man, life, man, so fragile. (laughs) (laughs) What are you on, man? I don't know why I keep on getting caught out by dumb shit. This is. Oh, 
like that like people are gonna be able to listen to that back and like maybe i mumbled it a bit but like it's probably gonna come out that like your thought process was apropos of nothing <laughs> i don't know just the just the mental image of you just sitting on the toilet and having a shit and a single tear goes down your cheek as you have to say goodbye to another one <laughs> there it goes oh i miss you Oh, that got my fucking ass. That's really stupid, man. It's, That's really stupid. It's super stupid, dude. Oh, man. Right, let's see. Okay, so we got one here from, uh, oh, my goodness, his name. At J underscore I underscore M underscore M underscore Y, a.k.a. Jimmy, my boy. Um, th I think I've answered this one many times before, but I, I don't remember if I've asked you. Uh, and, and that question is, what do you guys do to de-stress? Play video games. Yeah. Quietly in a total vacuum. Sure. Alternatively, I watch ASMR videos, but not the creepy sex ones, you perverts. <laughs> you see now you ASMR classic, thank you. Uh, what what kind of ASMR do you like listening to? So this is the part where I out myself as a big old ASMR hipster. <laughs> right. Um, in like I was into it before it was popular and all you before it had a name. Mm. Um but, like, uh, I like all, all sorts of stuff, but none of the creepy sex ones. That that genuinely creeps me out. The more you say it, the like more people the, are just going to think you're lying. All the, no, I, it genuinely depresses me. Sure. Then you, had like, you, had the, you had the first video, which really blew up ASMR stuff, which was uh, the, this guy in India giving a, a barber, giving a head massage. Oh, okay. And then you had the ones that were weird. There was, like, masonry or carpentry work. Mm. And it's just like, oh, this is really relaxing. I feel like I want to go to sleep. Yeah. And then there were people that made channels dedicated to that. And you're like, okay. And then there were people who made channels dedicated to that. But they're going to talk real whisper, whisper into your ear. And they're going to dress nice. And you're like, oh, wait, what is this? <laughs> this is for your penis, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> Gross. Hmm. It's supposed to be for your spine, not your penis, weirdos. Yeah, you see, it's funny because recently I was, I was, uh. That made sense in my head. I, I know what you mean. Recently, I was watching. I was watching a show with my partner. Um, oh, can you still hear me? Oh, uh, I can't hear Clemson anymore. Oh, really? Can you not? We are experiencing technical difficulties. Okay, can you hear me now? Now I can hear you. For some reason, my headphones just disconnected from the conversation. That's incredible. Like all, strange. all desktop audio just like I just lost all of it. Oh, that's really. Is uh, Audacity still going well for you? Hell yeah, it is. Finally, okay, stop sweet. that shit. Um, so obviously, I know we're kind of going over a bit now. So I'll try and make this one nice and brief, and then we can. Uh, we can, we didn't get to talk about Shadowbringers, unfortunately. We just hey, it's really fucking good. Yes, it's up there with my favorite Final Fantasy games. I I have got to agree. I've got to agree. Top three, it's, go. Uh, top, what top three Final Fantasies? Do it right now. Ooh, quickly, fi fast. Ooh, Final Fantasy Nine, Final Fantasy Twelve, Final Fantasy Seven. Good, that's a good list. Mm. Uh, for me, it's Tactics 7 Shadowbringers. See, I, I wouldn't count Tactics in there because it's a spinoff, but I do know what you mean. That's because you're an idiot! Ah! <laughs> it's Listen. the best one! It's so good! Listen, okay? Tactics is up there. It's amazing, but I don't count it in, in terms of the mainline 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. That kind of shit. I mean, that's fine. You could count. I wouldn't behoove you if you put in mystic quest i think you were stupid Ooh. because those Ooh. games are ass mm -hmm. but they sure are <laughs> they're not good video games to play in your time 
Okay, so before the audio was about to cut out, we were talking about ASMR, and I, I wanted to bring yeah. up uh, I wanted to bring up a show that I recently watched called uh, Land of Illustrious. It's a really fantastic, fantastic anime, um, 3D animated. It's that Steven Universe ripoff, right? Hey now, come on. don't don't do this to me. Pat. What? What do <laughs> I? Hey, what do you? What do you? What do you <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, yeah, but not. Um, it's it's really really good. It's a 3D animation done super well. It ain't no berserk, that's for sure. Um, and the the characters are gemstones given life. I know it's where the Steven Universe thing comes into it, but whatever. And whenever they walk, it has the sound of porcelain, like, moving on stone. And it's so satisfying to hear. And sometimes they have to do this thing where they have to fix the crystals, and you hear, like, the scraping and the clunk. And sometimes they have to slide bits of crystal into, like, porcelain bodies. You hear, like, the... And you hear, like, the clunking of porcelain moving against porcelain, and it's just, like... Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah. It, it sounds real good. Like they didn't have to do that, but they did, and I appreciate it. I really do. Good um, foley work is to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it when people uh, put effort into sound design because uh, sometimes it's overlooked. But you know, it's, it's that's it stuck with me. You know, Land of Illustrious think, sound design, boom, really good. I think good. Foley work is one of the coolest jobs that exists. Really? Uh, so if people don't know what I mean by Foley work, Foley work is the people who invent sound effects with bullshit. Yeah. They just, they just have a sound stage and a bunch of bullshit that they just create sound effects for. So they create, uh, like, over-exemplified, uh, uh, not over-exemplified, like, oh, overproduced versions of like women's heels or like swords coming out of sheaths or like horses trotting right yeah but just the amount of stupid shit they have to do to get really specific sound effects always cracks me up <laughs> um so like the, the monster hunter just put out a dev diary and it has uh one of the foley artists she's just got like these giant blocks of ice on a sound stage and she's just smashing them with a sledgehammer to record the sound of breaking ice Ooh. That's cool. That is cool. I like that. I was trying. I think there was there was some sound effect. I, I don't know if it was a Star Wars thing, like the sound of a laser gun or something, where you just go into a big metal tube and they whacked the metal tube as hard as it can, and the the sound that reverberated inside like made the sound of a laser gun. It was like like that, and it was like really really satisfying and nice. And uh, I just like the idea of going out into the wild and just whacking shit until it makes a cool sound. I think the f the first Foley sound effect that I ever found out about was on a developer diary of, I want to say, like, Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. Oh, wow. And uh, you push blocks in that game because it's a PS1 era, like, platform, like, action adventure. Sure. And you do block puzzles, and they described that the way they got the, the stone grating on stone sound effect was that they crushed up a bunch of Coke cans and then pitched it low. Oh, and I'm like, nice. oh my god, that's totally what that fucking sound effect is. That's really, really good. I like that. You know, there's no other, there's no other sound I like more in a video game when they nail the sound of shoes walking on snow. Mm. That, it's, it's, it's like wet, but it's crunch. Oh, it's so good. 
so, so good. And, uh, you know, usually they just stand on fabrics, but it's like, if they nail it, it is mwah, just brings that I remember back bit. in when RE2 came out, like the original RE2, it, some of the reviews remarked, like, there are a shit ton of footstep noises in this game. <laughs> like, there's footsteps for glass. There's footsteps with, like, blood on tile. Glass and blood on tile. Yeah. Metal. Like, water, a different type of tile, etc. Mm. It's cool. I love that shit. Uh, unfortunately, however, we have been talking for longer than, than I think we both thought we would, because we had a bunch of other stuff we wanted to talk about, but to be fair, it's not like, it's not like you, this is the last time you're ever going to be on the show. I can, I can invite you back next month if I want to do, so we got to... I'll be quite honest, I always expect any talking-based program that I do to run long. Fair. Sure. <laughs> That's completely fair. Um, but, you know, regardless, obviously we, we've both got things to do. You've got your stream soon, so I am going to... Yeah, I, I'm streaming in an hour. Yeah, I should probably, we should probably call it quits then, my friend. So, before we end, uh, obviously, you know, I'm sure a lot of people know where to find Pat, but in case you don't, why don't you tell people oh, you, where they can oh, find wow. you? Oh, wow, you can, you can see me be super right about everything on Twitter at Angriest Pat, mm. but you can also see me play a video game from time to time, usually Tuesdays to Fridays, um, uh, over at twitch.tv slash Pat. You can also find me as one of the co-hosts of the Castle Super Beast podcast that airs Mondays. Fantastic. Airs Mondays on Twitch, and then it, it comes out of the audio forum on Tuesdays. I always know when you're streaming, because my, my stream viewers go down by about 50%. <laughs> Yeah, suck it. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, it's to be fair. Like every single time I stream, and it's it's Castle Supies, and I'm like, God damn it, because <laughs> this time most of the audience are gone. I mean, I should have known. There are only so many uh, desirable broadcast hours in a day. It's true. It really is true. Sometimes you just got to share. <laughs> All right. Anyway, th thank you again for coming on. Uh, obviously, you know you. Oh, be... you're quite welcome. I'll be glad to come back another time. Excellent. We still need to talk about Shadowbringers, and I think a few people good. are going to have a good, some, good video game. Some very good surprises in the future with Shadowbringers. So I hope you are all excited for whenever the hell that comes into fruition. I hope all of you like four wheeler buggies. <laughs> oh, mm, I, oh, 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 oh